Hey guys, it's Ashley, writer and producer. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. So I wanted to bring on my co-founder and co-collaborator for a writer's retreat that I started called The Writer's Rest. Her name is Savannah Bowen, and she's absolutely fantastic. She's going to give you a bit of her resume in a few. And at the end of the episode, we are going to announce our writing retreat for 2023. Writer's Rest is an all-inclusive, Black femme-centered writer's retreat with a mission to promote rest, creativity, and sisterhood through communal literary experiences. Savannah and I kicked off our inaugural retreat in May 2022. And so we spend a little bit of this episode talking about that, the things that we learned. Um, And at the end of the episode, we announce our next retreat experience, which takes place in May 2023. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Books We Should Have Read podcast, where we explore literature by Black and marginalized authors. This pod is an extension to the BWSR community, and you can find our complete book list for this season at booksweshouldhavread.com. Tune in each episode as we discuss what we liked and disliked about these reads and whether or not they're worth your time. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. I know. This is a long time coming. Okay. Um, Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay. Um, My name is Savannah Bowen. I am a Haitian, Barbadian, African-American writer, editor, artist from Mount Vernon, New York. (laughs) And I'm currently a master's in fine arts student studying fiction writing at the University of Kentucky in Lexington. I think that that's pretty, that's like, that's all the bio I have for today. Yeah, that would be your bio. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I'm, like I said, this has been a long time coming. Like I've been saying we need to sit down and like talk about writer's rest forever now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm so happy that we get to do that. So We are recording this to introduce Writer's Rest, our writing retreat for Black women and femmes to the books we should have read community officially. Officially, yes, because in reality, it's it's a books we should have read production. Like if you think about it, like without books we should have read, Writer's Rest wouldn't even you know, it wouldn't even. I will. I'm gonna raise yes, and I'm gonna raise you yes. and say, without words between us. Correct. Correct. Without words between us, I don't. Well, yeah, but without words between us, books we should have read would not be here. Without yeah. books we should have read, um, writers rest, or maybe another iteration of it potentially, yeah. but like what we have today. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Me and you wouldn't have linked up no. if it wasn't for no. both of those things. Yeah. So, so let's back yeah. up. How do we, how mm-hmm. do we meet Savannah in your words? Uh, how do we meet? Well, um, the pandemic had hit boo mm-hmm. 
was a creative drought and there was a little oasis created by the New York Writers Coalition yes. called The Words Between Us, which was um, a weekly writing workshop for Black women and femmes. Um, virtually. Led by, yeah, virtually on in the land of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we we met in those, in those, uh, internet spaces yeah spaces yeah yeah so that's where we met and we were in a workshop that met um weekly and we were writing and reading and encouraging one another and crying crying. i I was crying quite often (laughs) being real Mm. um checking in Mm -hmm. so that's how we met in a in a oasis, a virtual oasis. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, it was so beautiful. And okay. And when we met, you weren't living in the States. No, I was, I was living in the States when we met. Oh, I thought you were in Haiti when we met. No, we met. See, it's a long thing. And I be moving and not telling people. <laughs> Did you move in the middle of the session? I, no, not in okay. the middle of a session, but in the in the middle of the of the panty mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I moved at the end of it was like December, mm-hmm. right before Christmas. I moved to Haiti, and I that was my first Christmas that I spent away from my family in Haiti. Okay. So, but you were in New York when we met then. Yes. Yeah. In the beginning of 2020, I was in New York. And then you moved to Haiti in December, 2020. Mm -hmm. And then you and I, Oh, and then books we should have read launches in January, 2021. Mm -hmm. And we were like friends on Instagram. Mm hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Like we all like exchange like social information in that workshop. And then you and I started like, we were like, oh, we need to like talk. We need to catch up, blah, blah, blah. This had to be like February or March. Yeah. Well, what, happened, what had happened was, is that you had Alicia on the pod. Oh and... yeah, I did. Alicia led the workshop. Mm-hmm. Yes, Alicia, mm-hmm. who read, who led the the words between us workshop workshops, were um, was on the pod, and y'all were talking about Akweke um death of Vivek Oji, yeah, and Vivek you know Oji. because I'm a writer, I was listening to the pod, <laughs> and I saw that Alicia, I heard Alicia on the pod, and I was like, well. I want to be on, on books we should have read, then I want to be on books we should have read. Like, that's how I felt. So <laughs> I sent a message and I was like, girl, like, let's, we need to reconnect. <laughs> um, I had motives. And, <laughs> um, and then from that conversation, it was clear to us that we had other work that we should be doing yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was so crazy because we started talking about, um, 
I believe we like we talked about like books, books we should have read, blah, 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 blah. But then we started talking about our dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you started you said something like, I, I've always I want to do this. I want to have a writer's retreat. And I was just mm-hmm. like, stop fucking playing with me. <laughs> I was like, I and then I pulled out my journal and like mm-hmm. I read what I said. I I had written down that I wanted to have a writer's retreat for black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the time I had been dreaming about having a writer's retreat in Haiti. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the first iteration of a writer's rest was actually, <laughs> you planned. know, mm-hmm. planned. And um, I guess kind of the bones and the, 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 original dream was to really focus on the way that um we influence one another one another culturally you know um so yeah writers races had so many lives already i know in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So we planned. Okay. So our first one. So from that conversation, we started to meet monthly and, yes. and we were just chipping away. We knew this was a big thing, but we were just chipping away at this really big goal, just tackling little things. And then we were just like, okay, by, I would say by May, we had decided that this is going to happen in May, 2022. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were like, this is going to happen in Jack Mill, Haiti. Yeah. And so we put together the whole plan, did a ton of research, housing, all of that. All of that. And we knew that we wanted to have Alicia be our workshop facilitator. Mm-hmm. And from that and from the words between us, we had met people who we wanted to be our first group of residents. Mm-hmm. And so they're our friends and we like reached out to all of them and everybody was game and we had a payment schedule going. And then <laughs> so this was what now I'm in the fall of 21. Yeah. And then yeah. by what was by um, November 21, we were just like, we can't have it in Haiti. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, I was devastated. Yeah, that was was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, I think Writer's Rest really, um, it really helped to heal my heart Mm. around that because it was really hard to leave Haiti. Um, I I was ready to make a life there. and so maybe naively, you know, dreaming of what it would be for me to stay. So having something to consistently work towards once we did decide that, okay, we're not letting go of this dream. It's still happening. It's just going to have to happen somewhere else. Um, I remember I was still in Haiti when I, when I reached out to you and Alicia at the time was also looped in. Um, By then. And yeah. I, like, I, I was like, I found a place. Like I found the place (laughs) and like, I wasn't, I knew I had to give up on Haiti, but I wasn't giving up on writer's rest. Mm -hmm. Same. And yeah. And we, we decided together that we, we knew it was gonna, it was gonna happen. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Which brings (laughs) us to our first, well, our inaugural 
writers retreat, which took mm-hmm. place in St. Helena Island, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That is the Gullah territory. Um, and we stayed on the grounds of the Penn Center, um, which you can explain the history of the Penn Center so <laughs> seamlessly. So I'm going to let you, what, what is the historic relevance of the Penn Center? Oh man. Um, it's huge. So the Penn Center is kind of the nucleus of a very, I think it was like 50 acre, um, like historical site, um, on St. Helena Island. And, um, it's, it's been a hub and a, a lighthouse for black history and black resistance. Um, there's a lot of fascinating history that we learned mm-hmm. about the Penn Center when once we arrived there. Um, like, you know, the, the folks who were living on St. Helena's were like emancipated well before, I think even before the Civil War, because, um, you know, there was white flight, you know, when the war <laughs> broke out. Mm-hmm. And so the white uh, white folks fled the those the sea islands and left a lot of black people. They they owned land. They pulled together their resources to own land and um, were able to preserve their culture and and install practices that also preserve their land rights. So it's a very independent, a very proud, a very um, um, a very culturally significant. Um, location for Black history, um, Black culture, Black people, especially all up and down the East Coast and then up and through the rest of the United States. Um, So the Penn Center was a school. The Penn Center was um, a place for people to organize. And they currently have several um, homes that one can rent. And they also have a lovely museum and gallery and um, just some lovely, lovely history and beautiful grounds mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Does that answer Yeah, that answered it. Yeah, completely. And so we rented their main one of their cottages for our very first and it just felt it feels so kismet when I say it even now like I could see the connections and how um God and like the universe like worked to like make this happen our first retreat took place on like such powerful lands where like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like where I don't even I don't even know where to go from that. It's just, I'm overwhelmed right now. Just thinking about how significant it was for us to kick off something that we know is, is so like huge in a place like that. Yeah. I definitely think energetically, like the sovereignty of the land, but also the peace of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something so peaceful about being out there. Um, that's like, it can hold also the the that kind of harrowing history that exists right when you think about like enslaved people living and dying and 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 what that what that can do psychically like there's kind of like a a trauma that can be built up in 
a geographical location. Like I believe that. But I think that the sovereignty of the people in the Gullah Isles, and specifically in St. Helena, like is a healing energy, mm-hmm. right? Like there's something like very healing and peaceful um, that comes out of that reality, right? Like um, that agency, that sovereignty, that that pride, that cultural um, heritage, it's very healing. So I think it is overwhelming because it's it's deeply spiritual mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, at least, you know, and I think for, for everyone who was present for the retreat. Um. Oh, that's a beautiful segue. So who was present at this retreat? We know that you were there and I was there first. So what was your, what was your role? What is your, what was your role during this retreat? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I guess I was coordinator. That might be the word to, to describe me. Um, I focused on, I mean, we worked as a team. Yeah. <laughs> Working as a team. <laughs> Um, both of us coordinating, but I guess my goal was to bring the team together and to, um, like be a moving piece between residents and staff and, um, like help the retreat kind of move on time and, you know, like just facilitating the back end of things. Mm-hmm. Cause we had a facilitator who was facilitating the front end of things mm-hmm. and um their name is alicia quay yeah so. <laughs> um alicia quay her resume is like so long but i'll just i don't and if i miss anything you feel free to fill in but like she's a fantastic writer artist um uh she leads workshops everywhere um we met her of course through the words between us um and like she's written for so many different publications and she creates Mm -hmm. different communities herself um and she's working on her debut i believe it's a memoir yeah i think it's i'm i'm not sure what exactly it is but I know it's nonfiction. It's she nonfiction works, work, yeah. She works primarily in nonfiction and writes a lot of essay, um, has published a lot of essay in different um, in different magazines and publications. So, yeah. It was only right to have her as our workshop facilitator. Truly, truly <laughs> only right. And I'm really grateful that um, she was so, like, so down to be part of it like like so everyone who who participated in Friars Rest gave their absolute 150% to making it happen making it special so mm-hmm. um, who else was on the team okay so yeah so we had Alicia Quay who's doing workshops and um then we had a chef Mm. Chef Kayana McKee, yes, aka Chef K, um, who is um, one of my childhood friends. Actually, I've known Kayana most of my life, um, but I've also she's yeah she's kind of like little sis to me, and I know that she's always been passionate about food and plant based 
food and stuff. And so when we were thinking about this retreat and how we wanted to make it like really luxurious and really like, like without all the frills and pomp and circumstance, but really attending to that luxury of like having the things that you need and having nourishing things. So Kayana was the first person that popped to my mind mm-hmm. um, as someone who could do that and who could grow with us. Um, Cause that was another thing that I was thinking a lot about when constructing the team is like, how can we grow together? Who's who, who's out there who's also yearning for an opportunity just like we are to, to put our dreams um, into the world. So Kiana is a plant-based chef currently out of Silver Spring, Maryland, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, but she's originally from New York and she's Jamaican Caribbean background. And so her menu really reflected that. I mean, the girl can use a plantain like 50, 11 different ways. And beets, girl. Like what? (laughs) And sorrel. Oh my gosh. Yes, we had ginger and we had all this, like she used the sorrel three different ways. Let let me tell you, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then, wait, we got to back up how she used the sorrel, first of all. So So she used it. No, sorrel is a is hibiscus. Mm -hmm. It's like a a um, a flower, and it can be used in all different ways in a lot of different tropical um, environments, and also in West Africa, it's used a lot. But go ahead, tell us. Yeah. Okay. So she used it for tea. You fill in where I leave out. She used it for tea, right? So she soaked the leaves, made a tea, and then she took what was left over, like, um, I guess the, the leaves that were now soaked mm-hmm. with water mm-hmm. and she created a vegan meat dish with it. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I tripping? Like we, she soaked the leaves to make a tea. Right. And mm-hmm. then we ate the leaves the next day and a meal that she created. Yep. And they were like seasoned and oh, spicy. It was and so good. <laughs> like meaty, but not like it's not meat. It's but not it has meat. This texture that she was able to like, and this flavor. It was just so good. So good. <laughs> it was so good and so healthy. And like, I think, yeah, I could never have thought, I would never have thought to use food like that that yeah that way but it's such a like um it's such an african way of doing things or just such a like you know it's a sustainable way of doing things right like just because you use something once doesn't mean that it's waste um so there is a way that like her approach to cooking is about health and it's also about sustainability and it's also about flavor and it's also about creativity um and so like there's a philosophy i think around um the approach to food that we had at the retreat Mm. thanks to chef k yeah so yeah (laughs) really blessed to have her very much Um, so and then Destiny. I guess I, I could talk about Destiny. Yeah, so you could talk about Destiny. <laughs> so we originally um, booked Toya to be the photographer, but then discovered in March that it wasn't going to um, align with like her schedule and our schedule by the time May came around. And so um, 
I she gave me Toya gave me this resource called um, blackwomenphotographers.com. And I reached out to them, gave them the information for the retreat so that they could blast it to their um, community. And Destiny reached out uh, and she gave me her resume and she wrote this beautiful letter about how she wants to be a part of a community like this and like sent me her work and her portfolio is gorgeous. And I was just like, okay, girl, but just so you know, we have these stipulations surrounding budget. Okay. What we can't commit to. Okay. But you can have a warm bed and you can have great food (laughs) and you'll meet really cool people and you can attend some workshops if you want. Um, And she did. She flew from Texas on in and um, joined us for our three to four days we were there yeah um and she just fit right in she was so she was so lovely but prior to the retreat so after we booked destiny in between me booking destiny and her actually coming for the retreat you actually met her in person because you were in texas at the time so tell me about that oh my gosh i mean it was just so perfect because it was like like you thought that I lived in San Antonio, whatever. Like, I don't know I, Texas. I, <laughs> I was like Texas is if like, San Antonio, know. Dallas, they got to be next door. Like, right next door. <laughs> so when we finally booked Destiny and we were like talking about, it, I was like, oh, she's in Dallas, and I had I was in Dallas for several months. Um, my family has relocated out there, and so when. I realized she was right up the block. Like we just decided we were gonna link up, you know, before the retreat. And we met up at this black owned, you know, restaurant called Soiree. And we, it just, it was just like a click. It was just like, like immediately we, we were able to vibe on so many different levels. And, um, you know, this is a weird time, like transitional time in the life of young people. post-COVID. I was just so happy to have a friend. And, um, you know, and then Destiny ended up doing, like, my mom just graduated from law school (laughs) in May. (laughs) I'm taking every opportunity that I have to tell my mama, because she um, just graduated from law school, and she just passed the bar. Um, So she just has to get sworn in, and then... She's a lawyer lawyer. Yes. That's fire. Um, but yeah, so digression. But Destiny, like, af- was that after the retreat? Or before the- it was before the retreat. Yeah. Destiny came to my house and took pictures of my mom for her graduation. <laughs> and of my whole family. She's in my whole family. And we hired her to take photos. And she did such a beautiful job. And even, like, I made the, I got the photos printed. And my daddy has one of those in his, in his office at work. Like, he has photos of my mom. So Destiny really blessed my family um, with her talent and her skill even before we got to writer's rep. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was beautiful and then she got to writer's rest and just like uh, it was just so (sighs) each time I just think about that experience I could cry seriously (laughs) Uh, because it was just so beautiful this particular tune is not a new one it was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever 
Okay, so let's talk. So we talked about what happened. Did we talk about what happened? No, we talked about who all was there. Who was there. Okay, so what happened? So what happened um, while we were there? <laughs> while we were there. Okay, so we get to the Penn Center. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, we're staying in Pine Cottage, which is um, just a historic built like it's an it's a really old building and it has so much character um and so we set up we get ready for everybody to arrive we pick up our residents they you know settle in to the house and immediately we are forging like these dynamic connections mm. um over food over literature but yeah, we just we really developed a a vibration at Riders Rest that was fully love and community. I mean, our mission is to promote rest and creativity through communal literary experiences. Woo! <laughs> that is our mission, and so we did that. We did that. We did that. We were bringing rest and creativity together through this communal writing centered uh, experience. And so it's giving slumber party vibes, but like. It's giving slumber party. And you know, here's the the thing. I thought that we were going to drink way more than what we did. Mm -hmm. We did not. (laughs) But we had us with the sorrel a little bit, but I thought that we were really going to like. Yeah, but we didn't. I was drunk off of love. <laughs> drunk off of love and like the good vibrations. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think we're also a lot of us are arriving in a in an age where drinking is not actually pleasant. Yeah, or like the after effects of drinking. Like sometimes you drink because you can't stand the mofos that you're around, right? So you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, happy. I need a drink. Yeah. Or you <laughs> needed to have, have to fun. You, exactly. And, you know? Um, and so that's not what you, you don't need that um, <gasps> in a space like Writer's Rest. And in fact, being lucid and being present is what like makes the, what makes the experience so energetic and makes it so empowering. Um, is like being present with yourself and being present with other people. So the drink was, and you know, it was nice, but I realize a lot of us don't even really drink like that. No. I, on and, the regular. Yeah. And so that's not to say that we did not have alcohol there because we did. It's just that we just didn't indulge like we thought we were going to. Like at night, if you go to the writer's rest on Instagram, you could see some of the content that we like captured. One of them specifically was for the Sip Salons. Like we did a, mm-hmm. a video dedicated to the Sip Salons. And so we had a Sip Salon at the end of each evening and that's when I know I was anticipating like having like adult beverages and like <laughs> snacks and like oh, Kayana made the best cookies anyway um but instead of drinking with the cookies we just had milk we had almond milk with the cookies we did not even have the rum like we thought we were gonna drink yeah. and you know it's really fine like I love that I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that where there's an innocence. Like, I don't, and, and not to say drinking isn't innocent. Like, but I guess it's like there's a purity to just like going with the flow mm-hmm. and going with what's comfortable versus what is like 
reported to be like mm, sophisticated, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter if this is if we're all grown women. If we want, you know, eat cookies and drink milk, like that's what we're gonna do because that's what feels good. That's what's refreshing and nourishing to our souls. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what felt right in the moment, and so I love that. That's also a, a really strong um, tenet of writer's rest is like reaching back to see and taking the time to see like, what, what do we actually need? Mm-hmm. You know? um, I, I love that about us. <laughs> yeah, me too. So we had four residents that joined us here. Um, and so what did they do specifically? Our residents um, brought the love and they were able to partake in workshops with um, with Alicia. So they they got to enjoy, obviously, the grounds of the Penn Center. Um, Penn Center has like a beautiful dock. It's got all these like walking trails and it's got a gallery and um, we were there in May, so it was really nice weather. It was, mm-hmm. it was warm, but it wasn't, you know, awful. Um, so they got to enjoy that, and they also got to participate in workshops with Alicia, which were, um, like, Alicia has really interesting structures to her workshops. So she uses prompts, and she uses, like, writing activities, and um, music, music, <laughs> like yeah, she's very multi-media mm-hmm. and also just like multidisciplinary in her approach to writing. Um, it's it can be ecstatic at times. It's very it's very cool, and so she brought all of that um, to her writing workshops, and our writers got also the chance to bring in a piece that they had been working on even before the retreat and get feedback from their, their cohort, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, um, on their work. So it was an opportunity for them to grow as writers and they're all writing different genres, different styles. So some people are writing songs, some people are writing poetry, some people are writing, um, you know, fiction or magical reels and so there was a lot of diversity in the in the classroom you could say mm-hmm. <laughs> and um so our residents got to enjoy that as well as enjoy the delicious food as well as enjoy you know um the the healing spiritual sisterhood that <sighs> Yeah. Oh God. God. It's just a warm <laughs> hug. Yes. yes. So the re- so but okay. So we had staff and then we had residents, but we all like just intermingled. Like mm-hmm. we were together constantly. Um so yeah, okay. So that's what happened. What did what did we learn? And when I when I wrote this question out, I was like, what did I learn? Okay, I'm gonna start it off. Yes. So I learned and I wrote this in a caption not too long ago, but I learned that I can make my wildest dreams come true. Mm -hmm. I learned that small steps add up to big victories. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned that it is totally okay for me to go at my own pace. Um, 
And I learned that like I work more efficiently when I'm not rushing towards a deadline. Like it's it's like I do my best work when I have time to do my best work. And even if that time is split up to like 60% is daydreaming and then 40% is actual action, it's like it still works out for me when I go at my own pace. Does that make sense? Those are things that I learned about me. And so I would ask you to answer it in the same way. Like what did writer's rest teach you? The coordinating of writer's rest teach you about you. And then we can talk about what we learned from putting on a fucking retreat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think some of the lessons definitely cross over like everything that you said. I, I was very like clear about what I what I didn't want mm. <laughs> the process to be, which is I didn't want to feel rushed. I didn't want to feel pressure. Um, and I didn't want, you know, I wanted to be, to have integrity when it came to my approach to rest. Like I, I for me, I wanted to practice um, love for myself, love for this project, love for my co-collaborator and you and in all the rest of the staff by like being very gracious. Mm -hmm. And so I learned that that is a legitimate way to create things. That is a legitimate way to um, navigate the world that if I decide that I'm going to be gracious with my time, with other people's time, if I decide that I'm going to, you know, be compassionate. Um, there were moments when we were planning and we had meetings and like, I was like, girl, I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just need to chat. Like, I just need, I just, I was living in a country where, you know, the president had just been assassinated mm-hmm. and I couldn't do certain things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean I'm giving up on my dreams, but I need to take time and you know for you to extend that grace and to be like yeah like whatever we need to do however we need to do it um you were also an i'm sorry an earthquake happened as well (laughs) (laughs) excuse me yeah an earthquake yeah there's there's then i couldn't i couldn't get in contact with you and i was like very worried yeah because the internet be down like yeah it was a lot It was a lot. It was a lot. And I'm so, you know, I'm going back to Haiti the next moment that I can. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's not, it's not like that's also not over, but I, I was able to see like, okay, things take, things have their moments. Things have their time, like give them their time. Don't try to bulldoze through um, and try to get to your destination. And you, you are not whole when you get there. So (laughs) I really loved learning that and practicing that with writer's rest, like take your time, um, do what feel, follow your intuition Mm -hmm. when it comes to what you need. Um, And also learned a little bit about myself as being like, like I'm a pretty good leader mm. you know like I guess it, yes. it's one of those things that like um you get groomed to to be like my parents definitely wanted me to be a leader and then I realized like huh like you can do this Savannah like you have the tools mm-hmm. to put to pull a team together you have the tools to serve other people you know um 
you know, the tools to talk to people. Like I, I learned things about myself um, in going through the process of putting on the retreat as well as being at the retreat. So, you know, I'm grateful for that. And I'm so happy that I got to do it with you. Boo. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I was like, yes, like I working with you me it just this process was has been so fun and so seamless and just so easy and no press and like um but still like holding each other accountable to the things mm-hmm. that we say we're going to do right mm-hmm. but it's just like wow like you've been just a fantastic partner i couldn't have asked for a better partner honestly no, no we hold each other down and then yes it's God. <laughs> it is God. We thank God all the time, real. Okay. What did we, um, what did you learn from putting on this retreat about putting on a retreat? Mm. Mm. I have one. I have more than one, but the one that's top of mind right now is that things cost lots of monies, girl. <laughs> <laughs> things cost money body said uh it takes monies to to do a lot of the things that we want to do um <laughs> and i won't get too specific but just seriously the money the budgeting situation i'm so happy that you took the lead on that because <laughs> it was i was like where is this we need how much for this for what where's this money gonna come from <laughs> Where is so, so money? yeah how many monies do we have mm-hmm. um yeah and also like back to the money thing um that when you I think the chef was so crucial to this and getting mm-hmm. Kayana specifically who knows how to be super resourceful with her ingredients mm-hmm. really saved us a lot of money right like mm-hmm. um and not money like that goes into our pockets, but money that like we didn't have to come out of our pockets for because I was <laughs> yeah. p- fully prepared to have to come out of my pocket for stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I think um, having team members who understand <laughs> how to stretch a dollar is crucial. <laughs> it was crucial to this one. Honestly, that that's my money thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking like. You know, putting on a retreat is so interesting because it's kind of like, you know, it's showtime. Like you you have these things that you're doing behind the scenes um, and you don't, you want to be able to like make it seamless, you know? And I learned that it's not always going to be seamless, but having the right team is really like key and being able to lean on other people for their strengths is the key to anything, you know, moving and having momentum and moving easily. Right. Like, so you mentioned like Kayana and her being able to be resourceful in the kitchen and, you know, I handled the money and you were coordinating with, you know, the recording and, you know, we all held our positions and that is really important to be able to know, like, who's on your team? What are their strengths? Like, how do we work together? 
Um, so that was a great lesson to kind of see in real time, like how how we can do that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many lessons. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I would agree with you on that. Like knowing what your strength is, holding down your fort, but then also um, being able to like help your team member with their stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, girl, I would not have been able to get through this if it weren't for you. I guess (laughs) another one would be, I wanted to say something that was um, like my next thought that I had that I'm losing. I believe it was geared towards the residents and now I can't. Mm -hmm. Now I can't. Now it's not coming was it out. The, was it about the residents and their contributions? Or was it about like um, the vibe between residents? Yeah, that was, that was crucial. And a part of me is just like, did we luck up on that? I think it's both. I think we lucked up on it, but also we set the intention. Mm-hmm. Right? We set the intention for what we wanted it to be. And that attracted the people who also wanted to be in that that space and environment. Yeah. Oh, another lesson. Ask mm-hmm. for help when you need it. Mm. Ask for help. And we there was an instance where we were like so like we were afraid to like step outside of ourselves and ask for help to mm-hmm. fill one of our last slots and then <sighs> once we did <laughs> faithfully once we did, we were overwhelmed by the response that we received. Like it was insane. Yes, it was insane. It so, was insane. It was so beautiful because mm-hmm. like, yeah, there are people who want to be part of this. And I encourage anybody who wants to be part of this to, you know, follow us on social media, sign up for our newsletter because We've got some amazing things going, but there, there is that level, that, that doubt that sometimes creeps into your head and you're like, you know, I don't know if anybody else would want to do this or am I just a weirdo? Cause this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, or, and, and then, we didn't have proof of concept at the time though. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, we were, we were just kind of running with it, but every time we ask for help or anytime we experienced like, sharing what our dream was like we were abundantly supported mm-hmm. <laughs> by people who wanted to see writer's rest like happen yeah you know? so oh <laughs> abundantly supported it makes me think about the sponsors that we were able to nag without proof mm-hmm. of concept y'all mm-hmm. no internet presence well we had yeah. did we have a, no we didn't even have our website up. No internet presence. We just had our, um, we pretty much just did a ton of like cold emails to like a bunch mm-hmm. of different companies explaining, a and, yeah, a little yeah. pitch deck, like explaining what we were doing, our residents who committed to this, our staff who are committed to this. And we were able to get two sponsors, um, Moy Hair Essentials, which is an up and coming um, hair care company, um, in the Detroit area and the rap life, mm-hmm. which like, 
girl i don't know how god is good because i was like i don't know why would they want to girl but i was sending it anyway and they yeah. responded and sent us some they both sent us like really great products that i i mean i use my hair scrunchies and mm-hmm. um my hair wraps um yeah. So, like, it was just, uh, just ask for help. And you believe in yourself so much. Like, go ahead and shoot them shots, girl. Shoot them shots. Mm-hmm. That was the lesson. Shoot them shots. That is a big lesson. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the first thing that you said about, like, learning that you can make your wildest dreams come true. It's like, there's no reason why we shouldn't dream and believe. And, um, and each attempt, I think, refines the mission, you know? So like every effort is is worthy, is beautiful. Um, that's also a lesson to take out of it. Like shoot your shot and like trust that eventually you're gonna be more clear about what mm-hmm. you need and, and who can help you. Um, yeah. I think I've grown as a woman. Oof, yes. <laughs> For writer's rise. Um, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I'm so excited for all that's to come. Yeah, me too. Okay, speaking of what's to come, um, what from this experience, which was beautiful, magical, wouldn't change a thing, but what what will we, what have we learned from this experience that we'll do differently in our next retreat, which we'll talk about in a few? Mm-hmm. I have one. Um, I'll start, yeah, girl. Yeah. I'll start because I got <laughs> it in the chamber, ready to go. Um... <laughs> Not to get married to a location. And so while the Penn Center was great and it was like gave us that historical like feel that like we wanted and it's just so rich in like history and relevancy in terms of like um, black American spaces. Mm -hmm. I there were some things with the Penn Center that were just impractical Mm -hmm. for um what the type of experience that we knew that we wanted to give the residents the next time. And I was so heartbroken when like we had our debrief meeting and nobody else felt the same way that I felt about (laughs) I was ready to go back. I was like, Oh, we going back girl. And that's not to say we won't go back one day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but y'all just was just like, Girl, it wasn't as fairy tale as you. The thing about that is that the Pensioner is beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's historic and it's like, it's got the right energy. Um, What it is is that we can't grow in that house. (laughs) So, you know, it's like we want, what we need is always changing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think I would echo that for sure. Like you can't get married to one thing gotta be open to exploring mm-hmm. but we we got mad love for the Penn Center <laughs> and I'm going back I guess what I'm saying is like for our big group of people that we want to get larger it's just mm-hmm. not practice it's not a practical space for us yeah right now yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah not right now um hmm that's a good one um 
I think I learned, and this might, I don't know if this is like exactly answering the question, but I think I learned that um, I've got a bacon rest for me. Like mm. part of the integrity of like keeping rest as a politic, right? Is I think like um, taking care of myself, taking care to see that if this is about riders resting, I also need to have moments to rest. And yeah. the staff also needs to have moments to rest. And we couldn't even really see that far because, you know, you're just planning in the hypothetical and you're thinking like, yeah, this will move smoothly. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you're like, huh, <laughs> all of a sudden the wheels are falling off. <laughs> all of a sudden we got to go to the grocery store every day, <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> Right. And so you're like, huh, like I didn't calculate, like this is not in the itinerary that I drafted, but being able to, like there's things that you can't, you know, anticipate. Um, but like how, how can you mm. anticipate needing to rest or anticipate needing to give, you know, the staff a rest? Like there's, there's things structurally that we can do and as we plan the retreat to like put our intentions towards that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really encouraged by the experience that we had because it showed how much opportunity there is for us to, to expand our idea of rest, mm. um, you know, and be creative. <laughs> as we approach it mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what else what the question again was just, what what um in so many words what what would we want to do better I guess what would we want to improve upon um what did we learn from this retreat that we would want to improve upon for the next one mm-hmm. um and to echo what you just said about rest and creativity, like also realizing that we need, um, like it's not just about writing, like it's about creative expression. Um, and so like adding a little more of those elements into it is um, mm-hmm. something that I learned that we, that would make the experience even greater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever. Yeah, so <laughs> we're so excited to announce Riders Rest 2023. We've been working on it for, you know, since Riders Rest 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to echo the idea of not getting to, um, attached to one place, we're really able to explore like the needs that we had for expanding. And we happened upon through serendipity, um, a really cool location in Little Rock, Arkansas. So that's where we'll be next May, um, from May 22nd to May 26th, 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's four days and we added an extra day because we wanted 
to expand the experience. And that that's a one improvement that we've made. So there will be workshops each day um, run by our staff and they'll be really generative and creative. Um, so I, yeah, it's an all-inclusive experience. It's We, we want to make it affordable and um, comprehensive. And um, so those are the, yeah, those are the most important details, details. Important details about it. And if you want to know more, you can find out, find us at writersrest.co. That is writersrest.co. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lady on a right. radio infomercial. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where you could go to kind of see um, more about our story. Um, a lot of the things that you've heard here, but like even more about our story, about our staff, and you can sign up for our newsletter, which will have like announcements and also um, that's what the first announcement will go for signups for the retreat in 2023. So if you want to be among the first, you can sign up for our newsletter and you'll you'll be sure to be at the top of the list. And um and you can also find us on Instagram at the Writers Rest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great place to keep informed on what we're doing and um, and what we're about. Mm-hmm. And to see like um, some really cute moments and intimate. They are intimate, even though we don't show everything. Um, moments mm-hmm. from um, the inaugural retreat. Um, and like Savannah said, we're definitely going to also announce it on our Instagram, but it won't be the first announcement and it won't be a detailed announcement. So all of the details in order to catch them, you would need to sign up for the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh my God. That is it. I'm so excited for <laughs> this. <laughs> yes. I'm really excited. I think we've learned so much, and this next retreat is going to reflect a lot of those lessons that we've learned. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I'm really excited. Yes. <laughs> and if you've heard this and you're like, "Yo, I want to," um maybe participate if you want to participate sign up for the newsletter and if you want to support or partner with us potentially sponsor the next retreat um, you can email us at info at writersrest.co that's info at writersrest.co all of these links will be in the show notes um so yeah if you missed anything it'll all be in there yeah we're really looking for folks who want to support um in, in multiple ways and multiple avenues. Um, I think the arts is always a space where it's community that makes it happen. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to expanding our community um, so that our offerings can expand. Yeah, <laughs> we love that. Support mm-hmm. Black women, let them take a break without worrying mm-hmm. about how they go and pay their bills, uh, uh, right? When they get home, yeah. let them rest um, and write and build community with other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Thank you so much, Savannah. This was so great. I'm mm-hmm. so happy to finally have you on the podcast. Hopefully, I'll have you back to actually read a book with us. <laughs> I know. I would love to. 
Especially I'm in book school right now. I would love to do that. Right. Um, But I love you so much. You've been a fantastic partner. And I can't wait to see you in person, which will be soon. Yes. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's amazing how you can have these kind of long distance, like, friendships that they don't feel that way because mm-hmm. I've been talking to you multiple times a week, sometimes multiple times a day. Yes. So. <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah, it's a joy to work with you. And it's a joy to see books that should have read really popping off. Like, it, I'm so proud of you. I, you know what? I appreciate that too. I'm, there's a, a lot happening that I'm like, apprehensive about in the best way. Like I'm scared, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for it. Yay. I call it the I'm little really- podcast that could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, podcast that could. I also love that you said that. Cause I remember like, that was one of the first things you said when we started meeting about writer's rest. We were talking about, you know, being a little scared. And she was like, Ooh, lean into that. Like, Ooh, I'm a little scared. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exciting. Like, let's see what's behind that. Door number one. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my blood pressure rise. You know, just like, you know, there's something really fun about doing it scared anyway. Doing it scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do it scared. That has just mm-hmm. been a theme in like one of our other episodes too, where we just talk about like how one of the main characters just did everything scared. She was scared, but she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really scared, girl, and excited at the same time. Ale. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But yes, okay. That's what you call a kink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I gotta look into that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, this has been great. Um, thank you so much for coming, and we'll talk talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the Books We Should Have Read podcast. And don't forget to leave suggestions for books you would like for us to check out in future collections. This podcast is a Books We Should Have Read production with sound engineering and editing by About Right Media. The dope-ass track you hear in the intro and outro is called Lavender Mint, and it's produced by Time Makes Beats. And our transitional music is called It's a Vibe, and it's produced by Donovan Glover and Mefta. Their Instagram pages are linked in the show notes. Follow Books We Should Have Read on Instagram at Books We Should Have Read to stay up to date with BWSR happenings. Follow Ashley at Bashweiser and Kelly B at Kelly Likes to Read on Instagram. If you liked what you heard and want to support this Black woman-owned and operated movement financially, there is an anchor link in the show notes where you can do just that. Any and everything is welcomed and appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, bye y'all.